Welcome in emergency edition once again, two in a week for the BCJ podcast brought to you by the Holy Grail. Dave has his Miller, his brought Miller Lite. Brought to you by Miller Lite. Let's start the sponsorship right now. <laughs> it is official, Dave, after uh, what, five days? A good five day, a good five day coaching search. Well, I wouldn't count Friday, so Saturday to Wednesday. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. That's five. Five days. Five day coaching search. Uh, John Cunningham has his man. It is UNC Greensboro head coach, former now UNC Greensboro head coach, Wes Miller. Wes Miller is headed officially to the Bearcats. And uh, I know you have had a lot of thoughts on this on Twitter. I've been running around like a chicken sure, with my head cut sure. off. So, you, so you've I'll, been, I'll give you first word, instant, instant reaction. I like it. I, I think he's – look, this is still – whether you want to admit it or not, this is a messy situation. And I do not like the idea of bringing in an assistant to clean up a mess because then they have to also – you have as an assistant – taking a high major job, there's going to be a learning curve, period. There's going to be a learning curve. I have to clean this up in the process, I think makes things really, really complicated. So I'm very much in favor of a guy that has 10 years in the, in the number one chair. And five of those years, man, he took over one of those teams that we used to, to seriously complain about when they showed up on UC schedule because they were in the two nineties, three hundreds. I mean, they were terrible and it took a little while. Yes. And I get the reservations with that, that, that it took, you know, a good bit for him, him to get things rolling at Greensboro, but he did. And they've won 25 games a year for the past five years. And he is, uh, we're seeing it on the board, man. There's people, we might have more North Carolina people on the board posting right now than UC people. <laughs> coming over to congratulate UC on their hire, that's got to tell you something. I mean, For this sure. guy is well-respected. He's well-thought of. I think his style fits in this conference. And uh, I, I think John Cunningham, hats off, man. I had my complaints about the way John Cunningham handled the John Brandon situation. I think he smashed this coaching search. I really do. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to be critical, which we have been, we also need to be – Yeah. Uh, give give accolades when we think something's been well done. And I, I – totally echo what you're saying as far as the search goes i mean compared to what happened the last time you went from being told no about one candidate and then just zeroing in on another and making a hire to this search where it was silent one <laughs> from from you know a sourcing standpoint it was probably the hardest you've ever had to deal with and two, just, I mean, like the quality of the pool in and of itself was as good as I think we could have realistically expected, knowing, yeah. knowing the issues that whoever was going to take this job was going to have to deal with. I mean, me personally, I would have been very, very happy if they had hired Wes Miller two years ago. Right. <laughs> um, and then I, you know, I've said a couple things on, on the Twitter, but I, you know, you know, you said it and anyone that's listened to, to us knows that I have been 
staunchly in the sitting head coach side of things for the exact reasons you said, because of the current situation, I did not want someone learning on the job. Not that they couldn't do it, but if you have someone that you feel very, very comfortable with that is a head coach that has built a program, why would you not want to go that route? Right. Um, And, you know, him being at UNCG for 10 years, they've been incredibly patient, but then he's also not just built the program. He's continued to like elevate, elevating, to right. not just be, you know, plateaued and we're pretty good or we have, you know, it's, it's continued to grow. And, you know, someone asked me, you know, initial thoughts and I don't get the sense and you can correct me if I'm wrong that you didn't see him as like a real, real candidate at first. This kind of came later once we were able to confirm some things. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely a name that was on my radar, but one, he had never really been outside of of North Carolina. So I didn't know like what the the overall interest level would be. And he wasn't a name in the, I mean, let's be honest, for a week and a half, we knew John Branham was gone, right? right. Sure. So the lead up to the hot board were names that I had been hearing to that point, like sure. guys, guys that I was able to confirm would have some interest. If Cincinnati calls, they would uh, be, be interested in hearing what Cincinnati had to say names that I thought Cincinnati would be interested in from, from some conversations. So that's why he wasn't on the first one. Um, that kind of goes to like, when I responded to this person, I said, if I had known that he was as in the mix from the jump, he would have been one one A to Archie for me. Yeah, like if I didn't, if if we'd have, if he'd have been like sitting head coaches, boom, 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 or, you know, right on hot board one, like this is a guy that we feel like we were here and they're going to go after. He'd have been right at the top of my list. Yeah, and under, I, you know, under I, forty years old, you know. 10 years building a program, you know, at a program that he got a contract extension in 2018 for $300,000. They don't have an on-campus arena. So he is dealing with, you know, low-level stuff and has been able to take them after that first bit of time to, like you said, 25 wins on average for the last five years, three regular season championships, two NCAA tournaments, you know, I don't know, you know, everybody has their guy. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, tell someone that they're wrong for, for wanting coach, this coach versus that coach. But like, if you just wrote down the criteria of the coach, ideal coach to come into this situation, he checks to me, for me, at least he checks the main, most important boxes. There's going to be questions. There's, there's questions with no matter who they hired. Yep. But from a from a program stability standpoint, from a program building standpoint, I don't know how they could have done better. So was he? Well, how close on. was he to Welcome getting the in. UNC job? Welcome in, <laughs> he, Justin. He's going to just barge in. Not, <laughs> not even let us introduce him. You know. <laughs> I just was, I, hey, I just got my daughter. Bird down was finishing to putting sleep. the little one to bed. Yeah, Welcome and I was on mute. The podcast. But here's my. I got my hero IPA. 
because somehow John Cunningham turned out to be a hero in this. I don't know how he, I, I, there was no real good leaks this whole time. I mean, I, I was, I was surprised by, um, Pat, I was asking you every day. I was trying not to bug you too much, but, um, and you were like, I don't know. I just don't know who it is. You know, you thought it was going a certain way, but you weren't really sure. And yeah, I mean, I had Wes Miller was not on my radar until you put him on the, uh, uh, whatever number, what number was that? The third one or the fourth one? I think it was four. I think, I think yeah. I wasn't really comfortable until last night to, to, to jump him up. I had been hearing his name. It started on Monday, uh, that he became somebody that was like, Hey, you need to keep an eye on this guy. Um, I, I, I don't have a ton of connections to him. So in those situations, I'm usually a little hesitant because I just I want to make sure that we have it right. Uh, but by middle of the day, Tuesday, I was pretty sure when 4.0 came out that he was going to be on the board. So wild. Yeah, because yeah. he, so he's he's number one on ESPN's top 40 under 40 coaches. Um, number two, we don't need to talk about that clown. Did anyone know who it was? Yeah, he's probably going to get fired at the end of this or whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah, so take that list with a grain of salt. But yeah, like like Dave was saying, I mean, he's 37. He's had 10 years at one job. I'm sure he's had chances to leave. Uh, I don't know the specifics, but I, I I heard that he was very close to getting a UNC job. He was in consideration, you know, pretty much down to the wire on that one to get the he UNC was, job. To my understanding, he was number two. I mean, he finished behind Hubert Davis for the UNC. Job. I think. I think. A lot of, I mean, I don't want to say a lot. I don't follow it, but I think a lot, several people probably feel like he should have got it because of the head coaching experience. Yeah. 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 And I guess they probably figured that Hubert Davis, you know, that everyone's going with the players and then they had a, they had a situation here with, with Eric Martin, who it seemed like early on was, was definitely, le- you know, kind of like not, not quite in the barn, like, you know, in the barn, <laughs> well, what do you he, call it? I mean, in the clubhouse or whatever, but he, he was like, now he was early on. He was like, "Yeah, it's probably going to be him." And with Nick Van Exel's and assistant I would, and all this stuff, I would I would say it was more he was leading at the turn. If we're going to use at the turn golf analogies, go. okay, okay. Not, in the clubhouse means you're leading after the end of eighteen. True, and you're waiting yeah. for everybody else to finish. I think he was but leading after nine. That's what that's kind of yeah. That was, that's what I meant. But what what the point is is like everyone was like, "Well, I mean, Penny Hardaway, Juwan Howard, like you know," and I'm like. But he, this kid, like Eric Martin didn't play in the NBA and wasn't like an NBA all-star made hundreds of millions of dollars. Like it's not going to have that much pull on the recruiting trail. Um, that like, that's what I was weird to have that as a comparison, but clearly he, you know, he's went to UC and he would be a good advocate for the program. But like you said, he's never been a head coach. And if this was two years ago or if a different situation, maybe he was already an assistant here or something like that, he probably would have been a better fit. But I, I mean, I'm curious as to what you saw or what you heard. All, all it was was just numbers were exchanged, and then there was nothing else after that. He got a second interview, maybe. Well, he definitely, he, that was when it happened. Was the second interview? They talked Saturday uh, initially, which was kind of like an introductory, like probably 30 minute deal. And then Sunday he had a second interview, so he was like the by far the first one to take that next step in the process. So when you're when you're dealing with information, that's what you're dealing with, right? Like how is this thing developing? And early it developed heavily in the favor of Eric Martin, which is why on Monday I was, you know, things were, were trending in the Eric Martin direction. I haven't heard specifically if, you know, they, they talk numbers and they, they were just too far apart or 
if it was something, you know, like the assistant pool or, you know, vision of the program, whatever it was, there was some disconnect that by, by Monday and Tuesday, John Cunningham was exploring other (laughs) options and interviewing Wes Miller and talking to Ryan Peden from Ohio state. And uh, those two ended up being the, where the decision was made between those two. Do you think you were being um, not, maybe not misled, but uh, there were some things popping up that, because like the Ronald Norred thing and there was just no. a few things here and there that, were they really looking at them and like trying, maybe oh, yeah. they were trying to get interviews, but they couldn't get an interview with those types of guys. No, my understanding is they, they talked to Norred. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. Again, John Cunningham did not get, let anything get out of the UC camp. Oh, incredible. So, you know, that's the, the hardest part of, of what happened over the past five days is I had to source things through, a million different channels and like i posted <laughs> yes yesterday was wild like if you're really talking about like the ins and out of the coaching search yesterday was crazy because i would talk to one person who i trust and they would tell me something and then the next phone call the person i'm talking to would tell me something in enti- exact opposite like <laughs> one person like eric martin eric martin's guy he's you know he's he's cruising to the finish line they're working out details the next person I'd talk to would be like, Eric's, Eric's out. Like Eric's not, he's not coming to the finish line on this thing. I think it's going to be Ronald Norred. I had somebody yesterday that was adamant, adamant that it was Norred, that, that he was going to be hired as the coach, but you got to keep digging because it didn't match. Like then somebody else told me that they didn't think Norred had made the final, like the, the final, final cut. Um, it, it was, it was something like, well, can we go back to the beginning real quick of just Archie Miller? Everyone thought never that was any gonna, traction. That's insane because I was, I, it sounded like he was like the main guy, like the whole reason this thing was happening. And then it turned out that, yeah, like he there was like nothing there. It's crazy. Well, I mean, I think the, the interesting part of it is, you know, I, I think Archie had some interest, but I like you see apparently never even reached out. Hmm. So maybe that was coming from Archie's side where he, you know, he, he was looking to get, at least get involved and hear what you see had to say. My understanding is they never talked. So that would be, you see, not really going down the Archie Miller path for whatever reason, like I, you know, but like I told Dave before you came on, like the, the 1.0 was a situation where I had been digging for about a week, finding out names that I thought would be interested, finding out names I thought UC would have interest in. Um, that's where, where version 1.0 went. But you, you got to drop your ego at the door because information changes quickly. And, and you can't think just because I thought this is where things were at on Friday that I'm so stubborn that I can't adjust to where things are at on Monday or Tuesday because this one, this one was wild. No kidding. Yeah. Dave, what you got? I just tweeted (laughs) seven pages from the North Carolina site about Wes Miller coming to UC. How many Miller lights is that? Just one. Okay. But like they're as geeked about it as anybody. Like they, they think the world of this guy. So that's awesome. I would hope that we would feel the same way. 
So, well, um, and there's also this totally off, off topic, but kind of on topic. There's also a thread about North Carolina having interest in Bryson Spell now. Nice. Well, good for them. <laughs> well, maybe Wes Miller has a, a connection there. He's yeah. down that way. But no, I mean, I, let's, you know, let's dig in. I think we dig in more to just, you know, what have you heard? I know you've probably been getting texts and calls from anybody and everybody. Just any heard anything just about Wes, his style? I know Rick Roaring had put out a little tweet, kind of giving a little bit of quick background on what he runs, you know, just anything along those lines yet? Or are we still too early for I mean, words that you've they, heard they, from other they people? Pre- they pressure. They pressure. They're in the passing lane. They like to get steals. They led the nation in turnover margin, plus six, uh, six points, four, I think. Uh, yeah, shoot a lot of threes, a lot of threes. Eight, yeah, 18 turnovers forced a game, almost was, three, what, that 300 was 19, steals. 1920 season. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, they block shots, good field goal percentage defense. They shoot threes. Like it's, it, 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 if you, if you were asking what their style of play looks like, I would probably describe what Houston mm-hmm. <laughs> who was copied after who Cincinnati. Yeah. So, I mean, it, stylistically, it looks like a perfect fit for the American conference. It, it looks like they play the way that, that things are, or, or Wes Miller coaches the way that things are already done in this league, uh, which should uh, hopefully, as long as he can hit the ground running in the transfer portal, mean that, you know, the, it, it, even if it's not year one, by year two, this, this program can bounce back pretty quick. What about um, his staff? Is, that, is it too early to even? Too early. Too early, okay. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because you don't know a whole lot. I mean, what we don't know about his staff. We don't know. I mean, obviously, he has ties to the North Carolina area for recruiting. Does he know anything about this area? If any experience? No, but uh, I just said this on Local 12. I, I think this is important. Um, there's only one area in the country that is competitive in terms of uh, as competitive in terms of like the recruiting market to Cincinnati, where you've got Cincinnati, Xavier, Louisville, Kentucky, Indiana, Penn State, uh, Purdue, uh, Notre Dame, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, and that's that's North Carolina, where you got to deal with Duke and North Carolina and uh, you know um, Wake Forest and NC State and everything that goes on there. It's a it's a fertile recruiting ground where you have to compete your ass off and you have to evaluate your ass off to be successful. Or you get left behind. He's right. got ties in North Carolina. He's got ties in Georgia. In terms of basketball talent, those are two of by far the most talent-rich states uh, in the in the country. I, I think it would probably be smart if he could find somebody with some Midwest ties to add to the staff. Um, I, you know, I'll between tonight and tomorrow, uh, I'll be working on names to see who might might round out the staff. Uh, but you know, it, it, it does sound like there's, there's some momentum. Look, if you, it, it, Isaiah Miller was a monster, right? Yeah. Like if you're Mikey Saunders and you're not looking at Isaiah Miller and going, this guy can coach point guards. I mean, he was, he would have easily been the best player on UC's roster last year. Like not even close. Yeah. Now he's, he's declaring, right? 
I've heard that's what I was I half tongue in cheek earlier today said is he going to bring Wes Miller with him and someone said he was declaring and planned on he's a senior but still because of the extra year I guess you still declare and said he was declaring and planned on signing with representation so I mean I'm going to assume that that's accurate I didn't have a chance to verify that or anything but right that would be nice if you could make it happen, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be um, that'd be one hell about, of a move. How about this? I'm, I'm interested in what you think about this. During the process, John Cunningham spoke to Bob Hoggins, Mick Cronin, and Roy Williams. Consulted Whoa. with all three of them as he was working working this process. That's pretty impressive for uh, for a rookie AD to be able to get those guys on the phone and, and, and get their ear on what's happening. Remember when all that stuff was happening with Brandon, it was dragging on and on and everyone was like, it's either an, a shit show and John Cunningham's in and over his head. He doesn't know what he's doing, or maybe he has a plan all along and he's going to prove us all wrong. <clears throat> but I, I think just his plan was just like, take your time and talk to as many people as you can. And, pick the best one instead of just trying to rush into it, which everybody, everybody on the message board and all the fan base was like, hurry up, come on. all these guys might come back and we're losing all the guys in transfer portal. Everyone wanted him to hurry the F up. And he just took his time as long as he needed. And then he got his man. So it sounds like what what he did. I I like the way the search went. Look, he made it hard on me, which is like, that was kind of fun. Like digging and making sure, making sure your, your your information is right. I know a lot of people jump me about the Eric Martin thing. Uh, I 100% believe what I reported. Numbers were exchanged on that Sunday phone conversation between the two sides. Like I believe that 1,000%. Yeah, I see that, Dave. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so I'm not backing down from anything that, that I reported. I fully 100% believe I was, I was dead right that, that they talk numbers. The, the situation just evolved, you know, and, and what we don't know is what if that's just a standard for John Cunningham going through a coaching search where you make sure when you get done with that, that second interview, like where, where, where's your window? Here's where we can go. What, where, where are you looking? Is there a chance we can meet in the middle? We don't know that that's not something that, that John Cunningham does regularly. I just know it's something he did with Eric Martin. So, you know, I, 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 I think he did an impressive job. He, he, nobody, nobody had outside information, inside information. Everybody's information was outside information. You know, a lot of it was, hey, you know, my guy might get the job. Here, my guy might get the job. Yeah. And then you have to, you know, who's your guy? Like, <laughs> where is he at? What is, what is he connected to? Where does this make sense? Is, is it a name that's legit? You know, it was, it was, it was challenging, but I had a hell of a lot of fun dealing with it the past five days. Probably because your family wasn't there. That didn't hurt that I just like, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have to worry about like, yeah. you know, the, the wife and kid, like, Wanting, wanting to know what's for dinner or like, yeah, do like, dude, I got we 90 go phone calls to make, get off right. my back. Right. So I just had five days to just rock it out and, and go full speed. 
Um, my back is out now. I've, I'm ha- I've been dealing with back spasms. I've been laying flat on my back all day. I probably am not going to be able to get out of this chair when this podcast is over. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I had an awesome time. It, it, was, it was a fun search. Wow. All right. I mean, definitely one of those didn't see that coming, but I'm kind of pleased. The more I look into it, if the dude was almost going to get the UNC job and Roy Williams is like, you got to hire, hire this man. Berg, do you, do you remember Kyle Bankhead from Gonzaga? Yeah. He's one of Wes's assistants right now. Okay. That played there. Uh, and then there's a, none of them have, I mean, I'm not saying he's just going to bring the assistant straight over, but uh, one assistant he has in 2018 was named to the NABC Under Armour 30 Under 30 list. He's been with him eight years. Chris Lepore. Uh, looks like he was big in recruiting all of their good players, including Isaiah Miller. So a lot of, a lot of connections in Tennessee, North Carolina, Georgia, like – Chad said. Yeah. And back to what you said, Chad, about this area being so competitive, maybe it's, I mean, maybe you just don't need to recruit that, that much locally. Cause it's like you're competing with so many bigger conference schools around here. Just find a niche somewhere else and just bring in people from there. I mean, I think you need to have a presence in yeah, Ohio. Of course, but not like, it's not like, but it's I mean, not you're, like you're, it's you're not going football. up against, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's not like a million guys. There's like five guys every year that are worth it. And it's like, oh, you want to go to Ohio State or Louisville, Kentucky, wherever. Right. But here's the thing. I would like to know, if I had one question with John Cunningham, I'd be like, how much did you talk about UC Xavier and how important it is to beat them? And what did Wes Miller say? Because I'm tired of losing to them. Tired of it. Tired, tired, tired. <laughs> <laughs> and I want the coach to make it a major priority. Well, what look, what does he come from? He played in North Carolina. He understands rivalry. Right? Yeah. He fully understands rivalry. He's a part of one of the biggest rivalries in the history of sports. So I, I would give him at least a a thumbs up on understanding what it means to beat Xavier. Great point. My daughter's awake again. I'm going to go on mute for a minute. You guys handle it for about five or 10. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, what, what else you got, Dave? Anything? Uh, you know, I mean, like you said a little, little early on assistance. I'm sure we'll start hearing stuff. I'm that. sure he knows. He knows. Yeah. The one thing too, though, was I feel like is interesting. Like, the conference he's coming from is kind of in that they're much closer to the AAC and like the A10 than they are what a lot of people would yeah, call. Yeah, it's a good conference. With all the guys in the portal, he's going to, I'm sure there's schools in that conference that have good players that are in the portal that he's going to know very well. And it, that might yeah. be something that is an advantage uh, for looking for guys to come on that are looking to come up a level that him coming from playing against those guys might benefit us, you know, and, and if there's a, if there are one or two guys that he sees thinks can play here much different than pulling a recruit from the horizon. league. Yes. 
did. I did. Someone did tweet, and it got retweeted. Is he going to bring a slow seven foot transfer with him? <laughs> uh, I don't think slow is is in the the UNC Greensboro. Uh, no, they they played. It's interesting. Like I've watched them. You know, I'm familiar with Isaiah Miller. Seen him the last couple of years. Not. I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I've watched right a ton of UNC Greensboro. But to my recollection, I could be totally wrong. It doesn't seem like. They play low-scoring games, but it's not like they're trying to, like, grind out the shot clock. Right. You know, they play the defense that we've all gotten accustomed to UC playing, but it's not like they're a disadvantaged team and they're trying to sit on the ball and and win, you know, 55-45 or whatever. Like, they hung with North Carolina in the first – or not North Carolina, with Florida State in the first round of the tournament, ended up losing by 10 – it was, I think it was 64-54, but, I mean, North Carolina could score. Or, I keep saying North Carolina. Florida State. Florida State. So. Yeah. Speaking of Florida State, what happened to Dennis Gates in this whole thing? <laughs> Anybody know? No one has Dennis Gates. about the mystery of Dennis Gates and his coaching center. No one has his phone number or knows anyone who has his phone number to find <laughs> out. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Lots of people have his phone number. He just doesn't talk to him. It's crazy. Like, I, I, that was one of the wild, but I was scared. I'm not going to lie. I was terrified to take Dennis Gates off the list because I had no information on it. And that continued all the way through until the hire was made. I never, like everybody else. Talk about being bad. Talk about being bad for business. Yeah. That the guy crazy. would have been that guy would have been no. bad for business. It, like if if you look at all the Cleveland State coverage, like he was open, he was accessible to their media out there. But for what I was told, he does he hadn't even talked to his brother about <laughs> job openings. <laughs> you know that's tight lip. Like it was to me, what I was scared of is it was the perfect marriage. John Cunningham doesn't like to let any information get out. Right. When he found out Dennis Gates didn't talk to anybody, they could have fell in love, like love at first sight, kindred spirits. I was terrified of Dennis Gates. That's why, you know, you and I both felt that Coach Savino would have been a good candidate for him because they have similar personalities, too. Sounds like Savino was like, so Savino was nowhere close on this one. I, I think that was a situation of, look, um, don't interview Darren as like a favor to Mick, right? Or, like, or a favor to Darren. Like if you're going to interview yeah. him, it's because you re- you really want to find out if he's going to be your coach. Yeah. And I, and I don't think it ever got to that point. So I don't think he interviewed. I think mm-hmm. that was like, look, UCLA is looking at a, a top five team next year. Those guys are working hard on building that roster. Like if you want to hire Darren, then, you know, call Darren and interview Darren. But don't feel like, you know, you need to do it as a, a courtesy to us because we were there before. Um, so he just never – it never materialized. Like I said, I know I know Cunningham and Mick talk, uh, but it, it never really extended to Darren. And I wonder if, you know, that was maybe the message that, that was delivered to Cunningham is if you're serious, go through with it, but don't feel like you have to, which I appreciate. Like, Yeah, I like that. Interview, interview – Interview people that that 
you know, you truly believe are capable and, 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 you know, have the ability to do the job. I can't believe they have a 37 year old with 10 years of head coaching. He's 38. He's 38. Right. Come on. Okay. Don't give him more more credit than he deserves. (laughs) Yeah. With 10 years of head coaching experience. He went went straight there as an assistant and they just hired him. Yeah. They were like, this is the guy. They must've thought he was the guy to, to live through the first five years of it, not being bad. So, I mean, He's, he must be very convincing, so he must be a good recruiter because I'm sure their AD was getting heat. Like, why do are you still having this guy around five years and they've been terrible? Yeah, that, that's having probably faith because in people, your guy. Yeah, and probably because people around the athletic department enjoyed working with them. Right. That might have helped quiet. his cause. Something to, something to grade Leah on. Quiet. Oh, sorry, think? Leah. Leah, you like Wes Miller? What about Davenport? All right, she's not in a mood. She usually says she Davenport will, every time. She will not be quiet. She, she we, we took the side off her crib for the first time about a week ago. Oh, uh, yeah. So now the bedtime thing just drags and drags, and you got to just wait till she's ready, or else she runs down the hall and wakes <laughs> up the other kid and all that. Hey, if you've had a toddler, you know exactly the deal. <laughs> Dave, you're getting there. Yeah. Dave is getting there as well. It's cute. Yeah. You you guys having having little ones at that age. I miss he it. He hasn't tried to <laughs> he hasn't tried to hurl himself over the railing yet. So <laughs> sounds but, like Dave, man, you're pumped about this hire. Is that correct? I mean, I, I like it. I wouldn't have, I mean, I didn't expect it at first. Um, you know, I don't know if you heard me originally. I said I would have been very good with it two years ago. I Whoa. heard that. Ooh, I heard that. Whoa. What are we woeing about? <laughs> Go to the board and look at the West Miller can recruit threat. Oh, <laughs> I have a feeling I know what, what that means. Whoa. <laughs> West Miller can recruit. Well done, sir. Yeah, buddy. Five, well five, done. Five star. That is five. That is five star talent, my friend. I'm lost. Uh, Go to the board. I'm sorry, Ms. Open. I'm sorry, Mrs. Miller, if you listen. Yeah, to so, sorry, Mrs. Oh, Miller. oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Somebody he, already sent me that right away. Yeah. He did well for himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did well for himself. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I don't no. like. I know some pe- some people are probably like, "Oh, he's just the the next like, you know, mid major flash in the pan." But I don't look at it that way because how many guys at his level oh are there long enough to build a program and then stay for five years? Like, he not only went through some tough stuff, he had he got it going, and then he didn't jump because I'm sure he had offers to leave. I mean, how could he not have? Yeah, he, he I mean, didn't jump and he lived out five years and maybe he felt at this point like you know i don't have much more that i could realistically do here and this is the next step for me and now it's you know it's on everybody here fans administration to you know don't worry about stepping stones you don't there's not one ad in the entire country that would hire someone that they thought was a lesser candidate because they might be more likely to stay if they have success. 
You hire the very best coach you can get. You yep. support them with everything that you have and make it as hard as possible on them if that opportunity ever presents itself. That's all you can do. You don't, you don't hire someone thinking, well, this guy might, if he's successful, he might stay longer. So I don't like him as much as this other guy, but you know, I want him to just be here for a longer amount of time. That's not how any AD would ever run a search. They would never hire a coach like that. Not one. I concur. You hire the best guy. So everyone, all caps, jump on board however you can. It doesn't mean season tickets. It could mean a $50 donation. It could mean anything, whatever you can do. But like it could mean just not relentlessly shitting on the guy on social right. media because it wasn't Eric Martin. You can't you can't be you can't get mad if coaches leave and then say that we're then have this mentality that it's a stepping stone if you're also not supporting them. Right. Like you're part of the reason they would leave. So you know. Yeah, everybody you, has you guys, everybody has their guy. Like you guys, you guys go for a minute, okay? Everybody has their guy. I mean, some people wanted Eric, some people wanted uh the Ohio State coach, some people wanted Archie. Like everybody has their guy. I'm not saying that anybody is wrong for having a peck. I didn't want Archie or list, <laughs> but you had someone in mind like that was your one. And if he didn't get it, you like let's let's be honest. Everybody knows me that has listened maybe you know some people this is they're listening for the first time i'm a mick guy if i took the attitude some took i wouldn't have gone to games the last two years because my guy was gone what kind of fan is that like you didn't appease me and what i wanted so i'm not going to support you anymore i stopped going to games after mick was gone (laughs) Had, that was a different story, but right. But still, you, know what, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, we're just yeah. gonna, you know, you're not a true, you're not a real fan base if, if all you're doing is basing your support on the whims of of if the decisions that are made are what you you want. Right. I, I don't I don't know that I ever had a guy in this whole search. It just there was I never felt great about Archie Miller. I was intrigued, I'll admit I was intrigued by Dennis Gates for a minute. But, I, but like Chad said, there's just wasn't enough out there. I didn't really know. I mean, I, I like the idea of where he came from and what he had done, but it was only two years at Cleveland State. It was like, and Archie Miller was like, okay, so he's like a retread guy now. Does he really care? He already has all this money from the other job. And I don't know. And he just didn't, he left me flat. Like all these guys, I was, I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this guy. And it was so weird. Then all of a sudden I was like, wait, Wes Miller got the job? Who's Wes Miller again? Oh my God. Wow. All right. I'll take Wes Miller. I've just, I've never been a part of a, like a manager search or a coaching search like this. I just can't remember one like that. Yeah. It's, I mean, I would talk to Chad like one, you know, once, twice a day. And yeah, I was like, trying not to bug him too much. He'd be, like, <laughs> I, he'd be like, I'm hearing just stuff from all angles. So I don't know what is really going on. <laughs> you know what, though? Your point about the stepping stone thing is, is, uh, is a very valid one. I think that's something that people always talk about. I just had somebody say, you know, well, he'll probably be gone in a few years if he does well. Maybe he'll go to North Carolina if Hubert Davis doesn't do well. Okay, great. Okay. I know. I was going to say, like, good. That or, means he's doing or, well. Here, here's a wild thought. I know this might be crazy to some people. 
what if he gets here? Now, hold, stay with me. He gets here. He does well, and he likes it and doesn't want to leave. I mean, I know, you know, that's crazy to think about, but, like, why does everybody just assume, like, like, Chad, you, you said it earlier, like, did, did, you, did anyone think we were getting five years from Luke Fickle? Right. Assuming, what do we hear when he was assuming, hired? Assuming they were successful, did you think we were getting five years from Luke Fickle? Everybody said if he's any good, he's leaving for the first Big Ten job that comes his way. There's been like three of them. Well, he's he hasn't basically had turning down them. half the Big Ten. Yeah. In one way, shape, or form. So, like, maybe he gets here and he's like, wow, this, is, this place is great. I mean, probably, probably because generally anyone that comes to Cincinnati for any sporting job, whether they're a player or coach, has nowhere else better to go in baseball, football, college sports. And um, so we're used to that. But like you said, Luke Fickle has proven everybody wrong. Now he's got a lot of he's got a lot of family and he's from close to the area right, and all that. So it's, it's more convenient the, for him Ohio just to stay guy for his, his, literally yeah, his entire life other than yeah, one year when he lived right. in, when he was in New Orleans. It yeah, is he's got a lot of kids. Like, he's it'd be, It would be a pain in the ass to uproot and go somewhere right now. He's he, Everything's cool. He's making plenty of money. He likes what he's doing. He likes all these kids. I'm just, I don't I know if the, the same would happen with Wes Miller. I, mean, I hate just the defeatist attitude where it's like we're already wondering when he's – like. I know. Why, why do you do that? To, like – how how is anything in your life enjoyable if your instant reaction to them hiring a new basketball coach is already thinking about well when is he going to leave like please do not ever invite me to anything that you're doing because it cannot possibly be fun what about when the reds started 5 and 1 and everyone was all excited and i was like yeah let's get all excited after six games <laughs> why not? and they've I sucked would, ever like, since like i'd be excited you want you're 5 and 1 that's what the season Bird, is. you don't allow your you don't allow yourself to be happy enough. Oh really? You always want to look at the downside. Just why no, can't not you always. enjoy a team that starts not five and one? Not always. But why can't you just enjoy that they were five and one? Why does it have to be like uh ow, oh, just wait, the shoe's gonna drop? You know the shoe's gonna drop. You can enjoy just being five and one for a minute. <laughs> That's why <laughs> I think it was I think it was um I don't know. There's just been too many times, but I, I'm, I'm trying to work on it because I've, people have been telling me maybe it's just this year has been hard for me. So I'm a little, oh, you know me, I've been, been, I've been mostly the optimistic. The year's I've been, been mostly awful. optimistic. That's why you should be even more optimistic when, when fun stuff happens. Well, I mean, I, I enjoy it first, but I'm, I'm always, I'm always hesitant to enjoy it too much. That's just the whole point. Oh, I know what could pop. It'd be so terrible to enjoy something too much, like having too much fun. I mean, you're, you're familiar with the country song, right? I, I ain't never had too much fun. I don't think Bert's not, a country guy. I'm not going to say where it all. I'm not. Everyone knows what happened a few oh. years ago, and it's just soured my whole existence. So I'm I'm trying to work on it, but it's just it's just I'm soured for sports because of that. I just am. Sorry, I'm trying not to be. I'm trying to work on it, man. But I'm just I'm just oh, soured man. in general. We're your support it. group. We're going to get you like, through it. No matter what happens, sports to me are just – I'm as excited every single day to be a fan. Like, I could, ne I could never hold on to anything for very long because it's like the next thing is – you just think the next thing is going to be great. Well, all right, back to where we were. So, so you were saying that people are worried that they, you could leave and the stepping yes. stone and 
It's like, like you're right. It's like he hasn't even got here yet. Right. He hasn't even done anything. You haven't yet. heard the man speak one word <laughs> as an Cincinnati basketball coach, and we're already planning on what we're going to do in three years if he's super successful. And I know. Like, oh like, my God, that Elite Eight was awesome. Oh, but, oh no, oh, your coach man. is going to leave. <laughs> Darn, made an Elite Eight. Darn, made a Final Four. Good luck to him. Even if the next guy. Even if he's just stabilizes the program and has three really fun, successful years. Like, God, I mean, why worry about something that we have zero control over? Well, because like you, you there's, there's always stuff to worry about in life and oh. people choose to yeah, worry like about it or they choose stuff, not to. Like, That's like, why. Your That's your like your relationship or your finances or your health. This is not an important thing to worry about. It's your yeah. basketball team. Okay, but now the other thing to worry about is, like, is he going to get awesome players here? Well, I think that's one of the – you know, if, if you're a fan that has questions, I think that's a, a realistic question. He doesn't – he's, you know, recruited at that level for 10 years. He's recruited those states for 10 years. So, I think that's a fair question. But, I mean, he did – I mean, for whatever it's worth, he did recruit a four-star player to UNCG, you know, I don't know what Isaiah Miller's recruiting was like, but he can clearly develop players because that dude can go. So, you know, I think that's fair. Like, I don't, I don't have a problem if someone wants to say like, well, okay, well, how's he going to recruit at this level? Chad, do you or Berg think that that's fair? I mean, I'm a wait and see guy. Like I'm not going to say somebody can't do it until I I have witnessed them not being able to do it. To win 25 games a year in that conference. You can't do it with bad players. You don't do it with bad players. Flat out, you don't do it with bad players. He turned that program into basically the premier team in the conference from one of the worst, if not the worst teams in the conference over a 10-year stretch. That's a hell of a feat. I like it. And the ties he has to, to UNC let's say there's a couple guys, let's say UNC is recruiting some guys hard, but they only have two spots. It's three guys. And they'd be like, Hey, you know what? You should go play for West Miller at Cincinnati. Probably be a better fit for you. And we somehow get a four star out of that. You never know. Right. Yeah. Or, or other ACC guys that he recruited that, you know, ended up, they maybe blew up their senior year or something, but he was on them early and, you know, like a, almost like a John Morant type situation. He still went to a smaller school, but like he clearly was better than that level. Maybe there's some ACC guys that he recruited as freshmen and sophomores that ended up going to ACC schools that now are looking for some place to go, and he's already got that relationship with them. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, we don't know the possibilities; they, they're limitless. So let, let's let's buckle in because. Even if, you know, he can get the guys to come back, and I, I think there's a decent chance you, you can get Mike Saunders, Tari Eason, maybe Mason Madsen to come back. Uh, if you keep most of the, the, the guys that are here, now you got seven guys, and you are you got something to work with, right? Like, you've got much more than three or four, <laughs> right? The fun, so, the, what, yeah, the fun has just begun because we need to find out who is on the staff. Right. Who the hell is going to play the roster? For this team? Yeah. yeah, we're just getting started. If Matt, you just signed up for Bearcat Journal, like, buckle up, let's go. 
<laughs> Matt Norlander reporting six years, approximately eight million, so one point three a year. That's a million that would, dollar raise. That's a million dollar raise. Is that what Brandon was Miller. getting right around there? Uh, he's getting one. Uh, he was five. getting one five. Mm. Nice deal, Mike Bone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wes, Wes, Miller, Wes Miller can thank Mike Bowden for being shorted two hundred grand because it's now been locked up in legal fees. Uh. Um, and then I think well, we had we had a member on the board that I guess has talked to a current player or a. I I've got some. I've okay. been uh, apparently he is reaching out to the guys tonight directly. I can I can confirm that. And at least having an initial conversation. Which and what I, I can tell you that I might have had one conversation with someone associated with the program whose opinion of things uh, going forward were we owe Houston one, maybe two. So it didn't sound like somebody that's ready to, to jump out the door. So we'll see what the next couple of days bring. Again, Houston. like if you look. At his development of players, it's pretty damn good. Guys got better under him at UNC Greensboro. That's a that's a very positive sign. What they yeah. beat Georgetown, they beat. Uh, you don't win twenty five games a year at that level if you can't develop dudes, because you could have like that one really good class, and then the next year, what do you see? Well, that's, you, see you see him bottom out. That's what's important to me is that five year sustained success because that means it wasn't just he built for five years right and grinded and, and built a culture and built a program and they had that one year where they broke out and then they went back to you know 18 right. and 18 and 12 they were all seniors and juniors and then all, right. the, all the dudes left and then they bottomed out because they'd all it's like what you see in college football and college basketball but correct you see the the G five team in college football have that huge year, and then everybody leaves, and then they you know fall back down. This is a guy that that, that built a program with with sustained success for five years. That's big. You guys are up again. I got my phones buzzing. <laughs> I don't. I don't. You got anything else, Berg? <clears throat> Chad and I'll be doing this Chad okay, and I'll be doing this again tomorrow night, so we can't use all our material because we got to preview well, this. We got to preview the spring game, so we're gonna have to right. talk about whatever I, we I find got, out from. I got a couple things. Then, so. I got a couple yeah. things. Just your just your general thoughts on players that enter the transfer portal, <clears throat> uh, wanting them back. There's there's been some people who are like, ah, good riddance. Never. They're not Bearcats anymore. Never, man. And and you know we don't know what what really happened. And I don't know if we ever will. Um, you know, there there was some some rumblings that that um, Mason Madsen had a lot to do. You know, he, there was rumors about him talking to the AD, and this kind of maybe started the whole thing. Um, and you know, at first it was like the whole thing with 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 the former coach was like, is he? You know, I wrote about it. Like it felt like ah, is he getting railroaded? I don't know. And then you start hearing other things that like, well, he just wasn't. He just didn't know how to like interact with people in a in a way that made them like him a lot. <laughs> That's a soft yeah. way of putting it. Um, <clears throat> and so like, you know, these guys who were like, well, fine. Like they actually, it seemed seemed like they basically said either he goes or I go. Right. 
And he goes. So now if they really said that, then they would have to come back. Cause it was like, Hey, you know, unless, they, unless they don't like Wes Miller for whatever reason, well, my, my response to, to that is very simple. Would bringing them back or would, would that, you know, if you're to someone who's like good riddance, if they came back, would it make Wes Miller's job easier? Yes, it probably would. So why wouldn't you want them to come back? Yeah, it's true. If you're for the program and you're for the success of the program and you want Wes Miller to succeed, bringing got some, whether it's three guys, two guys, one guy decides to. We know those guys are good enough to play in the AAC. If you want them to come back, if you want the program to be good and you want Coach Miller to, ha- to make the best of a bad situation, wouldn't them coming back help him make the best of a bad situation? Well, those players were part of two 40, almost 40-point 40 losses to the same team. So how good are they really? A final, four, a final four team that UC simply was not prepared to compete against. Exactly. At that point in time. Yeah. But you still you, – you need players. I know. Next year. Just, right. Is it going to bring that's, back- just, that's just a major devil's advocate right there, like – you know, I know they were a Final Four team, but no one else in the conference lost them by forty okay. twice. Is it is it better to bring back three <laughs> players that were on your roster last year, or to replace them with with three players that you that you don't know who they are right now? I don't know. That's a great question. I would for the, the betterment of yeah. the program in I the liked, first year. I liked all three players. Uh, Eason clearly, as we've been through, is a is a four star level guy that can play for a high major team. He had some 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 flaws um, in his fastball IQ at times. Who doesn't? But, yeah, freshman. I know. And then and then I mean Saunders definitely proved down the stretch that he was a guy you'd want to be on your squad. And Madsen was a, a volume shooter, but he was tough. We we went we went all all the way through this. So if nothing happened with Brandon and it was like, are these guys coming into your program this year? Let's say they transferred from somewhere else and we had all three of them as sophomores or freshmen. I guess they could be. Then yeah, I would I would take them all. Just, I just, I don't know, Chad, how much do you think we're ever going to find out about, you know, more specifics about the previous situation? Is it just going to be like, we heard some, some stuff here and there and whatever was reported in Williams articles is pretty much what it was. And it was just too many, too many things happened. And it was just like, you could, it was untenable to keep the guy. Here's, here's, here's my, my, like, I know I'm, I don't, I'm over it. I'm done. I, I don't the way my brain works, the past is the past. I, I'm I'm over it. Like I'm over the the John Brandon era. Um, so I'm sure there's stuff that's gonna come out. If it goes to court, it goes to court. Um we'll see. But ultimately, like our job is to cover the program moving forward. So what happened in the past is in the past. That's on people that are in jobs that are above my pay grade to handle. Right. Yeah. Like if it ends up being uh, something that torpedoes John Cunningham three years from now, it ends up being something that torpedoes John Cunningham three years from now. And and we'll cover the new AD search at that point. But as it stands, UC has a new head basketball coach. My job is going to be figuring out who, who are his assistants. 
who is he going to be recruiting along the way? You know, like, right. If that, that stuff doesn't, that's yeah, where the I'm specific, at. yeah, the specifics of it doesn't matter anymore. You're right. I don't care. I, I, I don't it, care. Right. You it's don't over. care, but it also doesn't matter what it's both. It's like, clearly it was enough to get him sacked. Right. And now there's a new guy there. His name is Wes Miller. Wife's a dime. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you, yeah. Well done. Sir. And, uh, you know, oh, so here we go. Let's, let's see who, let's see who he gets to coach with him and play for his team. Yep. That's, that's my focus. Like I, and maybe that is just like, we've done this a lot over my 15 years, you know, from D'Antonio to Kelly, to Butch, to Tubbs, to Fick, from Luke to Brandon to this, like, you know, I, it's what's next. Like that's where our focus has to be. My, my focus is not on uh, covering what used to be. My focus is on covering what is. So yeah, um, that that's, that's my philosophy in running the site. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do want to say what God, Dave, I just don't think there needs to be any more, not one, more minute, one more minute spent. I mean, we have a new coach. He's going to get a stats together. He's going to recruit new players. Like why would we spend any time on that anymore? That, that's just that's me i know dave agrees with me on that like i, I know you do for the most part as well yeah um i just had to bring it up for other people yeah, that yeah that's just one no, last I know. Yeah, yeah no i get i get bringing it up i get asking I, yeah. I i think it's important for us to put our stance out there on it like i'm not here to to slander john brandon i i'm not here to talk about how john cunningham handled it anymore it's in the past john brandon is no longer the head coach we had a coaching search west miller is the coach and it's time to move forward with that. Like, let, let's let's do the thing. Full steam ahead. I'm ready. I got a job to do. Get some fun players, Wes. We're ready. Uh, I would just say, uh, as we end this, thank you to all the new members. Thank you to our, our guys that have been with us for, for years and years and years and years. Um, I appreciate you all sticking with us through this thing. We are on a pace to... Uh, have a number of page views this month that I, <laughs> I couldn't ima have imagined five years ago, six years ago when I took over for Tim Adams, if my life depended on it. Um, the membership number is amazing. And, you know, I, I appreciate everybody believing in us, believing in the work we do, uh, trusting in us. And hopefully this search was even more proof that we, we try everything we can to do it right. We're not always perfect, but we do our best to, uh, to, to bring you guys the best content that is humanly possible. And uh, thanks for rolling with us. We're better than John Rothstein. <laughs> I, I love that today. Like, everybody's like, Chad Rothstein's like Wes Miller and Ryan Peden are, are factors. I'm like, have you checked the hot board? <laughs> is yeah. he, a new, is yeah. he a new member at Bearcat Journal? <laughs> we, like, we've been talking about this yeah, shit for fucking two days. 24 hours. Come on. We, we, hey, we crushed this thing. And I, I'm proud of the, the team, proud of our guys. Brett Stein was uh, a big help in, uh, in, in gathering some info along the way, passing along what he was hearing to me behind the scenes. Uh, like Dave said, uh, him and I talk every afternoon. Um, I, I think it's important. This is what I think is funny in this stuff, Dave. It's important to admit, like, when you don't know, right? Like, Everybody wants to act like they always know. Sometimes the answer is not sure. I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm trying to find out. Sometimes 
I just don't fucking know yet. <laughs> or I think I know, but I don't want to say it because I don't know no. And right. Then I look like an idiot. Like you Dude, know, people people I, that say Eric Martin's a done deal. Yeah, an hour before West Miller's announced, somebody was like, It's Peden. A source somebody told me. Yeah. Like I mean, an hour before. So it was close. It came down to the wire. I was told probably about 90 minutes before the decision that like, look, it's Miller and Peden and they're making, they're making the final call. Hmm. Like, you know, they're, they are down to the wire on those two guys. It was really close apparently between them. And I, you know, know, head coaching experience. You have to to think that that one out. You have to think it played a factor, a major factor, a major one. I mean, if you're that you also close, have to think like I heard both guys had you know smashed their interaction with John Cunningham. That they, they that they did a great job selling themselves, they did a great job uh presenting you know their 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 idea for UC basketball. And and both of them at, at the end of the day elevated themselves to the top of the list. West Miller, West Miller got the nod. Time to move forward, time to go. Onward and upward, as I always say. Let's do it. Time to drink Berg. some Miller, Miller Lights. Thanks for having Berg. me on. Berg, I love you. Good to see you, brother. Yeah. Yep, you too. Tell, once you, tell once Lee. You give, once you give that uh, that business you got a little plug. We're good. He can't. He's too busy. <laughs> He's too busy. I'd rather, I'd rather you call uh, Out on a Limb Tree Company right now. I'm just kidding. You can call Leah's Landscaping, too. We'll, we'll, we, BCJ members, you know, we'll put you at the head of the line. Leah's landscaping LIAS. What's that? How'd that meeting go? I set you up with. Was that was good? good? Yeah. That's a good dude. I know you like is. that dude a lot. Me too. Yeah. Like that dude a lot. Berg, Berg, Berg has a big landscaping job he's working on right now. Nice. Hopefully, when hopefully when he gets done, we get some pictures. We can we can give Leah's a little love for uh for what he did. Yeah, I'll I'll throw some up on up on the Twitter. We got like well over 10,000 followers now, so. We're hot, hot, hot in the streets right now. Bearcatjournal.com. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. Uh, stay tuned. We, we got a lot of work to do. He's Dave Simone. He's Justin Berg. I'm Chad Brendel. It's the Holy Grail BCJ podcast right here on Bearcatjournal.com.